de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi, hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to The Colores Radio. This is episode 50-ish. Ish is what I wrote on there because yeah. we've been through a lot lately. It's 50. This is 50? 50. I'm 50, y'all, and this I can 50. kick and stretch and kick. Is it really 50? It's really 50. Our last one, our De Coco Tasso was 49, and then we were supposed to have another episode, and that one um, is probably going to rest in peace. So and this is 50. This is 50, y'all. Go, Shadi. I looked directly at the camera. <laughs> Shout out to our Instagram Live uh, followers. I mean, watchers. Um, it's been a while. Happy Black History Month. How are we doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm okay. Good. Thanks. <laughs> Cut I to the chase. Oh, my God. I no, have depression. Me. Oh, me. sorry. <laughs> oh, yikes. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm great, actually. I feel cool. Um, this Deep Eddy is surely helping. As always, thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and with me is my darling co-host and owner of Reptar the Dog that I finally met in real life. That's true. You did meet him. I did. Rafael Tamayo. <laughs> Hi. What's up? How are you? I'm doing well. Like, for real? Um. You're really good at faking it. Yes. <laughs> I'm doing great. Stop. Do you need tissue? No. Fuck tissue. Actually, my allergies are acting up, so. Puffs. Puffs gang. Yeah. This is a Puffs house, not a Kleenex <laughs> house. I'm sorry. Not sponsored by them. They're both trash. Just kidding. Anyways, we're in the second month of the new year, which means we're supposed to be thriving <clears throat> or something like that. But I feel like everyone I know is stressed out and overwhelmed. Thus, I was wondering how you are really doing, Rafa. I want to understand what you are going through. What's grinding your gears? I want to give our listeners an insight into our personal energy, into how we are feeling right now, into the reality of our existence. That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Memes. It's time for Me Mood. Okay. So, I mean, it, yeah, no, it's a meme. Okay. So my meme is, it's a tweet. <gasps> Twitter.com. From Twitter.com. <laughs> um, and at Kunta underscore tweeted, you really think I care? L-M-A-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-
Rhonda Ross is her name, and she had a cute son that presented. And also, she was on the phone in the middle of J-Lo, I think's performance, which we'll talk about that shit later. Mm. Um, but I thought it was iconic <clears throat> because she was, like, in the front row at the Grammys and was didn't give a fuck enough to to not be on the phone or maybe obviously she didn't know the camera was going to be on her but i thought it was brilliant because i was like you go sis like be on your phone do your thing this call was very important and um i love her for it so she's my me mood also there was lots of great memes that like richard sent that was like did y'all they were like "Uh uh-uh girl selena's on stage doing a motown tribute for my mom and i was like well Anyways, we're going to keep it moving. Last episode, we actually shared our De Cocotazo with Fabi Fab from Latinos Who Lunch. Woo! We had a blast with him. Then after that, we were supposed to have an episode with the um, amazing DJ, Poison Ivy, which if you do not know her, please go check her out. She's amazing. She's the Dallas Mavericks um, DJ, but she's also like djing like all over the world essentially and it was really beautiful to hear her story and i'm sure we'll have her back or work with her someday in the future um but because we're only human we also have technical issues and as much as i'd love to offer up the episode i don't want to give y'all poor quality audio yeah so rest in peace to that episode rip um so now we can keep moving forward and see what the future brings us there's still a lot to cover and we have some amazing that things ahead of us in the next few months so let's get into it are y'all ready let's go yay thanks so much all right this is the juice where we cover the latest gossip on pop culture politics news and more so i just wanted to touch on this briefly and by the time this comes out there's probably some more news on this but i think it's important And I've learned a lot through this experience with my involvement through work. Um, The Dallas Juvenile Curfew Law. Do you know anything about it, Ralph? It was up for renewal. Yes. And it expired. Correct. And so now they're trying to reinstate it. Correct. And this thing was created like either early 90s or late 80s. Um, It's a 30-year-old curfew is what they're calling it. Um, Or a law. And so it was created during the peak time where they were using a lot of scare tactics, especially with like gang violence and stuff like that. Um, And statistically it has proven to have no positive side effects. Um, What it's doing in fact is basically often targeting kids of color and putting them in the system for being out past a certain time. So like if you're out of your house at 1130 and a cop suspects you're doing something on the street, they can just pull you over and give you a ticket for being out on the street. So no matter the circumstance, if you are homeless, if you are an abusive household, whatever the circumstance, you can get a ticket for that up to $500 and then you have to go to court and then you're basically in the system and that's how it works. Um, And since my job is what a lot of people are like, oh, it's like we got y'all from Insecure. And I'm like, sure. Like, whatever. (laughs) Um, We're trying to get a little bit more involved with, like, policy, especially when it affects youth of color, because that's who we predominantly serve. Um, And so I've been able to kind of see how this works a little bit better, because I haven't been 
in city hall a lot or at city council meetings and kind of seeing how that process works, which I want to talk more about later. Um, and having to see the margarita lady every fucking few weeks, but that's a different story. Um, it's just been really interesting because this thing targets predominantly 77% Latinos here. Um, the other percentage I believe is like 10% black youth and then other. I'm like, holy shit. That's 77% Latinos. They're not targeting them in North Dallas. They're not targeting them in those areas. They're targeting them here in district one, which is Oak Cliff and then West Dallas, which is Omar's district. Um, so it's just been really fascinating to see that whole process and to talk to youth Omar about Narvaez, it. Omar Narvaez, the councilman for Correct. Um, it's just been really, really interesting to see because basically a bunch of these old traditional people, which are city council people, are trying to parent these kids as the city and see that it's putting them in the system and they don't care. So it's really unfortunate because a lot of them are just stuck in their old ass ways. And so that's where I'm like, okay, we need new city council people in there because it doesn't matter if they're a person of color, um, if they're still (coughs) stuck in their old traditional ways. Um, And also it just reminded me of how many fucking more women of color we need in um, city council. I don't see any Latina women in that room ever. Um, And that says a lot to me. And uh yeah, it's just been a really interesting process for me. I'm really proud of how Omar's been standing up. And I actually was like, huh, he might be a politician I actually want to bring on the show. Um, because there's so many issues with that and like the Confederate statues, which I'm going to kind of segue into because they both happened on the same day. Um, the Confederate statues situation is also coming back up. I was really surprised actually with that, that a lot of the city councilmen were like, no, they just need to go. We don't need to make a fucking art piece out of them. Uh, which is what was kind of proposed also by a certain portion of the city, um, which was kind of silly. And um, uh, I, again, was not surprised when the Margarita woman, and I call her that because she's a city councilwoman. Yeah, if someone hasn't heard the other episodes where we go in on that, who is the Margarita lady? Um, she is Jennifer Stahlbeck Gates. Um, I District 13, I want to say, if I remember correctly which is rich people neighborhoods, shocker. And she, for Halloween, dressed up like a margarita and wore a mustache and sarape and was like, I'm a margarita. And I was like, you're a racist lady in our Dallas politic world. Um, So I'm very against that woman because I cannot forget, and I think it's hilarious, that she probably didn't even get a slap on the wrist and can happily still serve there, but she did not surprise me when she was... Like, oh, we don't have to get rid of them. Blah, blah, blah. It could be a learning lesson. I'm like, to who, sis? To who? Your people ain't learning. Um, So I really wish that Dallas would actually move forward and rid of these old ass things that are just making us stay the old hateful ass city way that we've been seen as and have been. And that's in our history. Um, So take them down, Dal, is the like hashtag um uh for the confederate statues and we'll see what happens with that because i'd like to see dallas move forward but these kind of things make me feel nervous um as i'm wrapping that up i also thought it was funny that callahan i don't that's pleasant grove he represents i don't remember the district number um but he was like my district is predominantly people of color and i would never 
ever do anything to offend them. And I was like, bro, you're literally like there are white supremacists in this room that are like clapping for you right now. But you would never do anything to offend us. K. Sure, Jan. Keep it moving. <laughs> um, speaking of other um, racists that um, were in Texas, Trump was in El Paso recently. And um, I don't really have much to say anymore because it seems like he's just spilling the same bullshit he always spills. Um, and uh, yeah. So you have anything for that? If they found Chapo guilty on all counts. Y'all could find Trump guilty on something. Multiple. The only thing, the thing about Warren, not that I'm like into Elizabeth Warren or, or anything, but when she said she was talking about defeating him or whatever, or something along the lines of running against him, she had said um, he might not even be campaigning. He'll probably be in jail. He could be in jail by the time the 2020 T. election comes around. Um, I did think it was funny. Maybe, and it may not be funny to people, so I apologize, but, like, his signs just said, finish the wall, and I was like, oh, so you're steering it, bruh, because there is already one there, sort of, like, it's it exists if you've been by the border. Um, anyways, fuck Trump forever. Um, when I say fuck Donald Trump, like, I need people to understand, I don't mean just Trump as the solo issue, I mean it as, like, white supremacy patriarchy all these things intertwined into these institutions that have kept us down and like murdered peoples forever anyways um speaking of more white men a young teen boy was profiled by esquire magazine have you seen this no you should look at it okay so esquire is like a a notable magazine if you're still into those and like on the cover, it basically is like life of an American teen boy after me too. And basically like sympathizing the fuck out of him. Look, scroll. That's the cover. So what does it say? An American boy. Bruh. And then what is it? What is the little thing? Read it. What it's like to grow up white, middle class and male in the era of social media. Like... That is the shit that's on the cover of magazines. Not black trans women being murdered. Not, you know, people, you know, in detention centers. Not any of these things. But, like, poor middle class boy. How is he doing in these rough ass times? So, in case you're wondering how everything. What? Bruh, that those headphones look like the ha- hammering the sickle from the Soviet flag. Oh my god. That's the I can't get over that. Sorry. That's also like communism, right? Anyways, yeah. whatever. Um <laughs> so I just think it is hilarious because I whenever I critique everything and like obviously I have a lot of fucking opinions, like y'all know this. I'm not saying you have to believe what I believe and that I am right on everything. But the point of this podcast is to hopefully have you think more critically and, and, and value or validate whatever you're feeling in the ways these institutions work against us. Because to me, like all the shit that like Trump or whoever says about the media they're they don't they're not talking about magazine covers like this right they're talking about criticisms of themselves they don't like to be criticized but like when i talk about the media as an issue this is the problem right normalizing this and 
babying this fucking kid's feelings, which do not matter. He is not suffering. I am sorry. There is no way in hell. So, of course, Twitter blew up with that, and I didn't pay it too much attention, but here I am talking about it on my podcast just to remind you all that this is how shit is framed, and this is how we get brainwashed to think that, like, poor middle-class white boy, that's what we should be concerned about in 2019. (sighs) So something you mentioned a little bit earlier as we're moving on to our next topic. Do you want to take this one, Rafi? Um, Sure. El Chapo. Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, El Niño de la, el, de la Tuna. Is that what they call him? Yeah, it's in the from, streets? There's that, that corrido de Roberto um. Tapia. He was found guilty on all counts. Shocker. Yeah, it kind of was a shocker because the jury deliberated for longer than a week. For real? Yeah, and so they were thinking, like, what is going to on? Him or what? Well, no. It, I mean, there was no way that he was going to walk free, right? Right. In, in the rare case that he was fa- that he was cleared, he would have been immediately arrested because he's being indicted in other parts of the country. Right. Um, but also, the way it was structured in terms of what he was being charged with, it was really tricky because a lot of the witnesses that they used, a lot of the people that corroborated some of the stories and some of the word. things... <laughs> Yeah. Some of the things that he was being charged with, like all of that was so complex and the jury was left to kind of figure out whether or not, you know, they could find him guilty on one particular count that, you know, relied on testimony and evidence and transcripts that were thousands of pages long. Right. So it makes sense. But after all of that, they found him guilty on all counts. And so I I heard... uh, a news story and they were saying like you know he'll yeah he, he doesn't have enough life in him to you know finish out his sentences um he walked out they were saying that his wife was crying she gave him a thumbs up as he's leaving but wait yeah it was wild i know why i know this might have not anything <clears throat> to do with anything and like i know that man like did a lot of fucked up shit in Mexico. And I'm not right. denying that. And like, it's still fucked up in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I find it fascinating because I, I don't know if you saw the fire festival documentary, but like that man, like stole a lot of fucking money and he's getting seven years. The funny thing is when he was caught and then he's out on bail or awaiting trial or right. whatever, this motherfucker starts an entirely new scheme. Right. I was like, and does the- shit again. And he's yeah. attacking mostly white people. <laughs> like he's targeting. He's tark. Ooh, hello, deep tar- Eddie. He's a targeting. <laughs> targeting is what I said. A targeting. <laughs> yeah. Like rich white people. And so I'm just like, y'all are so nice to y'all's people for real. Yeah. He got seven years for all that shit. Bruh. Anyways, I don't, nice. I don't know. I just had to say it. I'm not saying free El Chapo or anything. Like, I'm not out here like this. No, but at the end of the day, it's things like that that really create how we view the criminals. Right. Which ultimately leads back to how we view ourselves. Correct. Because as much as we might think that Chapo was in the wrong, which he was, he was a drug lord. You know, he did he did do a lot of good, but he was a drug lord. He was mostly still like beheading people and right. like creating this but, problem on top <clears throat> of these already produced problems. Right. But we will associate a connection to him, even if it's a very loose connection, because he was Mexican. 
and someone who will extort millions or rob the American people blind right. way more than El Chapo right. ever could have in 10 right. lifetimes will sit there and, and for get seven fined years, or, maybe because he probably will get out and like, oh, three. yeah. Then and, and him. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just crazy <sighs> the things that people that certain people can get away with and ultimately how. Like it turns back in ways that we analyze it so that, yes, it affects us even negatively so that we store it in our brain to react how. Right. Which and then they give us the titles that they want to give us. And like I saw a tweet the other day that I shared that was like, stop making fucking drug cartel movies because that's all like big Latino box office hits are a lot of times. Right. What was that one? Um, I didn't watch any of them. Sicaro. Sicario, Day of the Soldado. Oh, yeah. Did you? No. Uh, there was one on Netflix about a bullet. Mm, I don't know. It's, her. it's like Mrs. Bullet or Miss Bullet. You know what I'm talking about? The Magic yes. Bullet. I have one. Oh. I got it in college. It made really good smoothies. <laughs> Thanks for laughing. I got a real bullet from back in the day. Oh, shit. I thought shell, you were going to say something well, bad or nasty. I've been through it. All right, Miss Bala. Oh, yeah. no. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. What is wrong with you? Do not bring no, Gina, Gina Rodriguez no, into this. But that's what I'm saying. Oh, what is it about? Like when we talk about... Is she supposed to be like a hood bitch? Young Gloria seeks help from the police young when cartel Gloria. when cartel hitmen kidnap mm-hmm. her friend from a nightclub in Mexico. You know but what? But it's this like same tired ass story. Yeah, it is. And they and, then, and people love it. Narcos, all of that shit. I will say I got a 25% uh, rating oh, on Rotten Tomatoes. a very sharp rating. Gina Rodriguez, I'm going to just say that God was looking out for you, sis, because I went in on you last episode and that episode disappeared. Ooh. So I don't know if the FBI is working with you, but I went in on you because I'm exhausted of your fucking anti-blackness and you and J-Lo need to Motown somewhere else out of here. Anyways, la 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 la. Going on to um, this story was a lot. And as soon as it came out, I was like, fuck, why aren't we recording this week? Um, But 21 Savage was released on or is granted release on Bond today from fucking stupid ass. Ice. How much was his bond? Like one, one two, I have, three, four, wow. five, six. Wow. I'm just In asking. my bank account. Hey. <laughs> um, that was pretty smart. Thank you. This story was fucking fascinating. Rafa, what'd you think? It's wild. It was. Um. So I guess we should just cover what happened. Yeah. It was I, on Super Bowl Sunday. Right. And everybody started tweeting like 21 Savage was picked up by ice. 21 Savage was picked up by ice. And so everybody was shook because he is from Atlanta. He represents Atlanta. He's big part of the Atlanta trap scene. And so everybody's like, what the fuck? So then all these memes started coming out about him being from the UK. (laughs) And they were kind of funny, right? It's a knife. (sighs) Jesus. (laughs) And then it's like. The reality is, like, this man was taken in by ICE, which we've seen, especially in the fucking Latinx community, that ICE is literally destroying us. Mm -hmm. And so, like, and and that's one of the issues, right? When it comes to discussions around people that are undocumented, it never centers black people because in that realm, just like every other institution, like, if it's about black people... It just goes unnoticed. And um, so essentially he gets picked up by ICE. Right. Spends nine days there and today was granted. And so he's being held like because 
they're saying that he overstayed his visa. But that's the excuse they use because he travels around the world all the time. And right. It, but and then, and then he his tried lawyer, to apply for it. Right. And his lawyer said that it's in process. Or... Yes. Because and that's the thing. This wasn't that's the excuse they used. Right. So some people I was following were even saying that that ICE was creating a false story to put mm. out to make it seem like they got him on this. When in reality, a lot of law enforcement and whatever that institution of power as a whole is called literally are spying yeah. on rappers if that's true to try like, to get them like if if you look at the way that y'all are operating ice and like what your story stands on doesn't really hold ground like that just i mean if there was ever any kind of like emblematic situation to prove that you have no fucking right to exist right this would be a, ni a nice one and that's where i'm really <clears throat> eager to see how what comes of it um his name legally is shia bin abraham joseph he mm -hmm. is from the uk but it's also like a colonized region is what i understood um and he came in 2005 so he's been here for 14 years so that's like most of his life and so that's why people were like, quit making fun of him as or saying he's not from Atlanta when like that's where his whole life has been. So he is from Atlanta. He's allowed to claim that. Mm -hmm. And also like now is the time to lift these black undocumented people and stories. And so I'm really hopeful that he really creates a movement after this experience because he has the privilege he has the money he has the power that a lot of people who are in these ice detention centers will never have right he got out after nine days a lot of people can't say that and so i'm very interested in seeing what will come from this it's a huge learning lesson for a lot of people an eye-opening experience for the hip-hop community especially but like fuck why does it take this to learn I was like free 2121 and abolish ice always. True. Any other feelings on that topic? I hope they gave my man some tea and scones while he was locked up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what is wrong with you? What? You know they didn't give him shit. They treat everybody like True. garbage. Like they have no reason to exist as a whole. Ugh. Okay. Anyways. I'm really, I want to see how this goes. <clears throat> and as we're moving on, we're supposed to have good news, but like, I, I put, don't. I put some good news. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, that um, win. So last episode, we were all like, the, okay, I'm going to say last episode that didn't come out. We were really okay. thrilled because Yalitza was nominated for an Oscar. And oh, I was word. like, yes, queen. Yeah. And then today, Pat told me that, I don't know the full story, but, like, some actresses in Mexico, like, all... She's nominated for Best Actress for the Ariel Award, which is essentially, like, the Oscars of Mexico. Is um, it Ariel? Ariel Awards. Um, Ariel, sis. Come on, I'm little sorry, mermaid. I'm sorry, I said it in English. Um, she was nominated for the award, and one of the coordinate, like, the main, like, people for the, um, the academy there essentially tweeted about how a bunch of female, like, women actresses in Mexico wrote that they don't think she's deserving of the award essentially because she's not quote unquote like an actress and i think it also has to do with racism as well obviously because she's an indigenous woman and all the white latinx white mexicans are shaking 
after her performance, I guess. I think they're white and shitty and shady as fuck. And I know many white Latinas that are shady as fuck. And um, yeah, so I'm just going to say fuck that. Because, again, it's the same bullshit. And if that person's not doing anything to you directly, like, let's keep moving, support them, uplift them. You don't got to knock people down just to get your shine. Um, And that's how I feel about that. I support Yalitza always. And I'm so thrilled to see what she's doing um, within cinema. And I wish her nothing but the best. I feel like I've been... um talking about her at the library because i make her my background and everybody's like who is that because all her beautiful photo shoots she's been doing she's killing it and she was on teen vogue recently too yes that one i have them at the library at my desk and everybody's like who is that and i'm like let me tell you and then i start going off and then i'm telling everybody to watch roma and tell them to come next wednesday you should all come next wednesday by the way (laughs) i might be here no i'm just kidding Oh, that's too far from now. You should come sooner than that. <laughs> All right. So speaking of more Latinas that should not be doing things they're doing. Um, <laughs> this I saw this on Twitter and I was like, this isn't real. I really thought it was going to change. And then like, <clears throat> I don't hate J-Lo. I do not hate her. I don't hate a lot of people, but I want them to do better. But yeah. what, wasn't the thing about Ashanti not real where she didn't give her cred for... No, that's and she's real. For her. That's not not well, real. That's what I'm saying, but, she, but I'm saying she did... I didn't think it was real, and then I realized it and was. And we talked about it on our episode with Bobby, I think, a little bit, where we were talking about how, like, J-Lo has taken credit for these songs that, like, were written by a black woman, right. Ashanti, and got all the credit, right? Got all the shine. We don't even know Ashanti's career anymore. Yeah. And, like... J-Lo still has, like, she's talented, right? We, we, we don't, I'm not trying to shit on her completely, but some things are not for you. In a Motown performance, which was a predominantly black, like, everybody knows Motown as its blackness. And to get this, like, very obviously just Latina and don't pull no I'm Afro Latina, like Gina Rodriguez bullshit on me because your dad's an eighth or whatever. I saw a lot that said she's from the Bronx. So they no, were it. no, it doesn't because your whole brand is Latinidad or like whatever your spicy, feisty Latina thing you do is where you shake your ass and they have like some maracas in there. Like, no, sis, that's not it. So it didn't even sound like Motown and it was embarrassing and I was sad and I was like, I apologize on behalf of the Latinx delegation because... Some people just don't know when to just back the fuck up. And it's so irritating. Sigh. <laughs> Scoff. Would you have known she would have done this back then? I'm <laughs> just kidding. So her and Gina Rodriguez are probably taking like coquito shots in the back. <laughs> thriving. Anyways. I still get upset because Gina Rodriguez's last name is Rodriguez and I'm a Rodriguez. And I'm like, oh, no. You're no. a Rodriguez? I didn't know yeah. that. Also, That's Michelle Rodriguez is dumb as fuck for thinking that Liam yeah, Neeson was Liam. not racist. For he could be racist. All these Latina women, like, shh, <clears throat> if you don't know what you're saying, they all need to just come pay me and I will help fix them. That's what they need to do. It's just crazy to think that our Consultant. people there at the most like visible platform and stage don't have people in their corner to really school them on some of the things that they are going to say or some of the things that they are thinking. Like, this is deep-rooted stuff. Mm -hmm. It's deeper than an experience you had with someone because you saw him stick his fucking tongue down an actress's throat. So stupid. Ah. 
And I think that all, like, I don't know if y'all have seen Trigger Warning with Killer Mike, but, like, I called it when that young Mario, I was like, he's a white Latinx, and he's going to be confused about his identity, and he's going to get really offended. And I called it, and I was correct, and, like, people were in the room to prove it. Pat was there, and German were there. Shout out. Um, And I was like, wow, we are so, and this is what I said on Twitter, like, our identity is so fucking confused because we don't understand this vast diaspora that, like, we just align ourselves with whiteness and don't even realize it and it's fucking sad as hell and like we have so much work to do yeah because we can't even unpack our anti-blackness and we have so much of it even though we have black latinas which moves me to my next topic which is good news cardi b woo yay i thought it was cool um i'm not gonna pretend that i was a big fan of the album but I'm a big fan of Cardi B. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I definitely think that she deserved that win. And it made history for being the first, um, I believe, Female woman yeah. yeah, to ever win Best Rap Album. And I think that's really dope. And her performance was amazing. And she's killing it. And I wanted Offset to go away because he was taking up too much room. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. <clears throat> not, I'm not saying that I wasn't rooting for Cardi to win because we all know that Pusha had the best album of the year. But um what do you think that was the best out of all of those? Yeah. What were the other ones? Um Mac, Mac Miller. Miller. Oh. Okay. Rest <laughs> in peace. Why are you have, laughing? I no, me and I, I was got laughing. Me and I got real sad cuz at the Vince Staples show he literally closed it out and he goes rest in peace um Mac Miller and then he put the Tiny he Desk concert tiny in black and gr- black and white. I didn't know y'all were big Mac fans, my bad. Um Okay, was that shade? No, I didn't know that y'all were big Mac Miller fans. I'm not fans. a big. I'm not like gonna. I'm not standing him, but like I, he was one of the only oh, white rappers I like appreciated. That, oh, okay. And then cool. he died, and it made it a lot more sad. Yeah. Oh, okay. But he, shut up. Okay, just keep no, moving. I'm just saying. Cool. What was your topic? Keep going. <laughs> what were you saying? I was just saying that I wasn't a. I wasn't rooting for Cardi B to win, but I'm not mad that she won. And then just the idea of what she represents, like, that's really dope. And her album, like, in my opinion, was worthy because it wasn't a bad album. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a great album, in my opinion. But um, I think it's definitely leaps and bounds for the rap community. For sure. Yeah, to some <clears throat> degree, no doubt. Yeah, um, yeah the rap community. Yeah. I told you all about Sheck West a few weeks ago, and that shit popped out mm-hmm. again today. Um, which, if you don't know that, go look up that. Yikes. All right. So then, finally, we try to end on good news. I had a really hard time finding good news, so much so that I Googled positive news, <laughs> and I couldn't find nothing. <laughs> positive news. So if anybody has good news to share with it themselves is what happened something good to you let's share some good news something good to yeah. me um i'm being serious tell okay me something good yeah i was gonna um something good that happened pat do you have anything to me it's nba all-star weekend <gasps> oh shit. and we get to watch space jam sis you're about to peak oh yeah space jam i'm super excited are y'all just advertising <laughs> no i'm actually really excited the moment i found out about it I was like, wow, my childhood dream is actually happening because I didn't get to watch it in theaters. Um, Anything yeah. else? Y'all have probably done something good at work or that you felt good about yourself. Nothing. We need to do this more. We need to be proud of ourselves. You're right. Um, 
I had a, a temporary break on Latinx Reads, but now I'm making it for just adults. So be on the lookout for that. I'll be making a li- uh, bi-monthly newsletter for just adult Latinx authors and books, whether it be graphic novels, poetry, nonfiction, fiction. And then we're going to talk and then I'm going to highlight an author that is Latinx. Cool. That's pretty good. That is cool. Rafa? Um, Rafa acting like he ain't a good person all the time over here. No, I am not a good person. It doesn't Are take you like a lot. Liam Neeson? Stop. I'm sorry. I'm not a fucking trash man like that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sorry if y'all like Liam Neeson so much that you'd care to disregard what he fucking said, but there's no excuse I for mean, that. I mean, I had I True. had a dog named Liam <clears throat> and I told Eva I was happy that my dog was not alive to see what he has done because he was named technically after him because when I adopted it's just him, trash. It was That's garbage. Like okay. dude, that that behavior is back whatever. to good news. Back to good news. Back we don't to need good to news. spend more time on we white don't. men. We don't. Good news. Good news. Uh, good news. Good everyone. news, everyone. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. You're gonna be in a show soon. Oh yeah, Bruno and Louise coming back. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Uh, so we'll be doing that. Um, yeah. You have some nice new shoes. Uh, yeah, I bought. I bought. He's been wearing a hoodie. I told him he looked like a, a nice, hoodie. stylish f boy. She said I look like a fuck boy, so I stopped wearing the hoodie. Y'all know f boys be stylish. They do. That's why I have crushes ho- but on it's them. It's a hoodie. It's fine. You looked fine. A hoodie, whatever. I don't so, get. I don't get that compliment when I wear a hoodie. So. But Pat, you're like a fuck boy at heart. Like you a straight up fuck boy. Dang. You you a hard ass fuck boy. Okay, this is going you, too uh, long. You, what did you, what right. did you say? In, um, I'm gonna cry. I'm just kidding. You're not a fuckboy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what did she say um, in a? Uh, fuck. Why am I blanking on the name? Issa's show. Insecure. Insecure. What did she say to him at the end of this uh, season one? She's like, "You a undercover fuckboy," or what did yeah, you say? Something, something like, like that. Undercover one. She said, "You're a fuckboy." Oh, you're talking boy, about when that girl to be a good guy or something. Ooh, shit like that, that was real. I felt that yeah. in my heart. <clears throat> All right, so then our final but good news that, Sorry. <laughs> is that Sandra Cisneros, everybody's favorite Chicana author, queen, goddess, won the PEN Award, P-E-N, don't make this nasty. Um, so congrats <laughs> to her because she deserves all the awards, and uh, I think that's pretty cool. Anybody else have anything else? No. Great. That wraps up the juice for us. God bless. All right, the Jugito is over. <laughs> oh my god, that was the most dramatic thing you've ever done. Nah, I doubt it. It's pretty up there for me. Um, that means now it is time for self care corner. Thank you, backup vocals. All right, so I was also bummed out. I can so sorry. I keep talking about this last episode. It would have been really good. Um. But I like uh, had a full breakdown live. It was so sweet. Um, oh snap! Yeah. And so I was a little bit sad about that being gone because I don't, I can't make myself do that again, and I'm not going to. It was very natural, and uh, I was feeling different then than I am now. I'm not feeling that much different, but I feel better now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was speaking to my lovely pals here about what mental health looks like, and how. Because I often appear happy and know I've trained myself to mask it so well. And one of my biggest coping mechanisms is humor that like people see me and they're like, oh, she's living her best life. And then like people that actually know me are like, 
she's fucked up. Like, you know, that sounds dramatic. But like, oh, she's <laughs> she's really depressed right now. Or like right. she can't process herself and is going to extra therapy or whatever it might be. Um, so I, I propose that question because I think it looks different for everyone. And I want to remind everyone um, that whatever you're feeling is valid and whatever your depression looks like is valid. And I recently saw an article and then Christian shout out also mentioned how a lot of what mental health looks like to people or what the signs are, are also based again on an institution of whiteness. Mm-hmm. So like you're probably a high functioning, um, depressed person. I know I am. We're like, how dare you? <laughs> how fucking dare you? Sorry. Ella? Oh my God. Did I out you? But you know what I mean, right? Like, yes, that's no. how you function. Like, that yeah. is what you know, but, like, you don't even allow yourself to process that. Yeah. Because you're like, I'd rather be doing the a million things I can be doing. Yeah. Um. So I think there's a lot to consider there and understanding that, like, everyone's mental health does not look the same and it doesn't look like yours and right. respecting that. Um. So I'm bummed out because obviously now my train of thought is different than where it was that day. And I said everything I needed to say that day Mm -hmm. and it was healing for me and being vulnerable with y'all even and like kind of breaking down and saying like, I don't know why I feel this terrible, but I do. And so like, I don't know. I just, I'm very grateful to have the love and support I do because that's what helps me at the end of the day. Um, usually sometimes there feels like there is no help but there is um so do y'all want to share anything on that okay great thank you so much we both don't like to show our feelings they're not showing them right now i'm getting a little nervous <laughs> do you have anything to say from the no, male i mean male you, you had said uh like a lot of this is rooted in in this whiteness mm-hmm. and <clears throat> it's really important to acknowledge that because in, I feel like in working through a lot of the things that you as an individual have to work through, it, it means like breaking free from that. And this is a whiteness that we created. We're a part of it. We're, we're you know, we, before we knew what it was, we were already in it. Well, yeah, we were assimilated <clears throat> for survival. Yeah. And so, you know, this, this compliance that we unwillingly, you know, gave up or, or decided to participate in um is is literally rooted in everything that we we are a part of that our life is a part of and so um when we try to do this this reflection and introspection um for ourselves it's really difficult to go like beyond that and um it's it's easier said than done oh absolutely thank you for sharing pat do you have anything no okay you don't have to i'm just just giving you the chance thank you um and what I think I'm kind of working on right now, I'm working on finding a new therapist because I had to rid of my last one because she made me uncomfortable and I felt really judged by her. Um, and so that's a new process for me because I'm going to have like my third therapist in the last like four months. Um, the first one was great, but she moved away. Second one was really judgy. And then she'd like try to make it seem like she didn't do anything wrong, which made me feel weird because she was like, you're oh, you're just going through this. That's normal. It's And she literally said it has nothing to do with the therapist. And I was like, sis you like slut shamed people like it has everything to do with you um so i'm 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 working on that and i share that again because i know i always get responses where people are like thank you for normalizing that 
And by looking, I mean I've had so much work that I haven't actually looked, but I am in the process of making time to do that. Yeah. Um, and also I'm working on or accepting and encouraging people to really look outside of themselves and their own experience to understand others because I think we don't do enough of that. Um, and we so often have a hard time like self-reflecting and like really fully being aware of ourselves and our flaws mm -hmm. in order to allow ourselves to heal because so many of us don't even know what healing looks like because our parents don't know what healing looks like and the cycle continues and we we end up suffering and then the people around us suffer and we don't want that and everybody deserves to heal and like find whatever peace they can um, or I believe that's the goal so I think that's all I have for self-care corner Woo! self-care corner <laughs> All right, I'm giving the next one to you, Ralph. We we don't have to do the first one. Yippee. Yippee. All right, we have upcoming Decolores events. Yay. So we're really excited about this next event. Um, we will be screening Roma. Ooh. Alfonso Cuaron's Roma. Ooh. It's, it's been breaking a lot of rules. Went and to BAFTA this past weekend. Nice. Yes. It's been breaking a lot of rules and, and, you know, breaking norms and making a lot of noise. And so it'll be really cool for us to screen that because we'll also have a conversation. We'll have some snacks. It'll be here at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center Wednesday, February 20th. Um, so make sure you come out. It's completely free, open to the public. Tell your friends. The your... snacks you'll probably have to pay for. <clears throat> yeah. We'll probably have a merch table. Right. Um, the movie, I'm going to say, is going to start at like 730 so it's at seven, but I'm gonna tell y'all seven, but it ain't yeah. gonna start at seven because y'all ain't gonna get here on time. Yes. But it's starting at seven thirty because it's a long movie. Yes. And here at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center, uh, free the parking. I know sometimes we, we always get people that ask, but there's metered parking out on Jefferson Boulevard. We also have a satellite parking lot on Sunset behind us, and we share the overflow parking lot with Texas Theater over on Center. So there is plenty of free parking. Um, we hope that you can join us. It should be a lot of fun. We'll be able to have some good conversations and get to hang out with some people that we don't often see. So we really hope that you come out. Uh, we did get a few people RSVP via our Instagram live. So we better see y'all. We remember who you are. Yeah, we show do. We show do. <laughs> um, so I yeah. will also say, sorry, I haven't listened yet, but I'm looking forward to listening to Latinos Who Lunches take on it because they're going to fucking rip my heart out. Mm. And and drag its ass out and yeah. i need to see that i need to hear that because we get so we watch something that first one is that initial like emotional beautiful viewing oh yeah and so i'm gonna listen to that prior to our discussion after the movie that day because we need to be able to see this film yeah. from different perspectives except for just our own emotional beautiful right. attachment i'm trying not to like hear a lot about <laughs> the movie and i'm not gonna rewatch it until that night uh -huh. because I want to make sure that some of the things that I was very critical about are still there. Mm -hmm. And if not, um, like I'd really like to take an, an analytical approach to my criticism to see if my perspective, like just to see, you know, yeah. Switches. So yeah. So really looking forward to that Wednesday, February 20th soon. Roma. 7 p.m. Come. 7 PM, we want to see Cultural you here. Center, 223 West Jefferson Boulevard. Um, 
After that, our next big thing is 214 Selena, the ah! big celebration honoring the life of the Queen of Tejano, uh, Selena Quintanilla Perez, watching machine y todo. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's a little bit of a different setup this year. I think we can actually announce mm -hmm. what we'll be doing with it. It'll Yay. be Saturday and Sunday, um, Saturday, March 30th through Sunday, March 31st. We'll be doing an art show. We'll be doing a screening of the film. We'll be doing an after party, and we'll be doing Selena Day at Country Burger on Sunday. Um, on Sunday, so all the big, all the events are happening, or, or the art show, the movie, and the after party are on Saturday, and then the uh, Selena Day at Country Burger will be Sunday. That'll be really cool. But um, a lot of what you all have come to expect, we'll have special guests. The art show is really cool. We've been getting a lot of submissions for that. We're still accepting them. The deadline is March fifteenth. We're taking all types of mediums. If there's like a special kind of instruction or handling, uh, please let us know. But we're taking sculptures, films, songs, happen. whatever. Um, we all we already got some really cool submissions, and I'm really excited. Um, the film, you know, Texas Theater always hooks us up and lets us know that they'll be screening it. So that'll happen right after the art show on Saturday, and then after the film is done, the after party will be down in Deep Ellum. At Club Dada, we'll have some special guests. As, as always, you know, some of the faded crew will hold it down, but we'll be doing the lookalike contest. And then um, the after parties for 21 and up. Just a heads up. <laughs> so, Don't no, try no, to no. bring your little cousin who's 18. No, hombre, look, she's 21. <laughs> Girl. And the next day. I so, saw her at sunset <clears throat> last week. <laughs> for real. Uh, and then Selena Day at Country Burger will be really cool because Country Burger has like their own Selena memorabilia packed out in the inside of the uh, restaurant but we'll have the lowrider show we'll have vendors uh, we'll have merch out there we're doing the lookalike contest and um yeah we'll just do a bunch of other cool random stuff um so yeah selena day 214 so selena day so selena day at country burger 214 selena weekend here at dallas it's our anniversary our yeah. meeting anniversary yeah so that, that's how so that's how it all started for decolores Yay! It's a big deal. Which leads us to our final announcement for events for this episode. Our two-year anniversary. Woo! Um, so we just gonna get it popping, <laughs> right? We're gonna. We're it's gonna, gonna pop be off. end of April. Yeah, so we're gonna. It, it's gonna be a party for show. That I'm very excited because I have a million ideas. I know. And I just want to do everything. Literally, right before we started recording, you were like, "Okay, this is what it's gonna be," and we were all like, "Game." So it's going to I love my team. <laughs> it's going to be a logistical nightmare, but Stop. what would a fun event be without it being a logistical nightmare? True. Um, but like who I no, if anybody can do it, it's us. I'm yeah. dreaming big. No, it, I mean every time we do something really dope, like at the end of it we're like dead. We're like I never want to do this again. <laughs> Get out of but, my face. Yeah, but it's so much fun like it really is. Yeah. There's 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 very little things that can top the level of excitement that that we reach whenever we do cool stuff. So um, the two-year anniversary will be in the ranks. Woo, look out for okay. that. Yeah. All right, those are our... Ooh. Our De Colores events. Yay! Which leads us to our POC Business of the Week. This one is a black business. I've eaten there multiple times. I still need to go. It's delicious. Um, so there's actually lots of... Uh, black owned vegans uh like businesses here in dallas that shanice enlightened me about and then i saw it on twitter like a week or two later 
and so I think that's really amazing. Obviously, like Recipe O Cliff is OG um, friend of ours, Tish, and that's delicious. But this is V Eats. It is located at what has been gentrified and called Trinity Groves. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> Shout out to my people out in West Dallas. What up, La Bajada? Yes. Um, but it is, it's really good, y'all. Like, I go there and I get this thing called the chicken fried steak. And it ain't steak, but it is delicious. And I don't feel like shit afterwards, which is my favorite thing. Um, because I can always tell what I'm eating with how I feel afterwards. And, like, after I eat this, I feel great. And then they have their cute little cashew mac and cheese if you want to trick someone into eating vegan food that's good <laughs> and they think it's meat, this is the place to go. Um, Try this meat. Oh, <laughs> you just wanted to yeah, say that you nasty. You dinged it before you even finished your You were your just message. ready to say that nasty. Um, anyways, it's located over there in West Dallas. It's called V Eats. It's black owned. It's delicious. It's cute inside. They play great music. The banana <clears throat> pudding is life changing mm. life changing i love banana pudding. so good i love it i recommend it go try this place out i'm scared now why she wants that meat Ew! <laughs> it's beyond burgers so <laughs> all right so that is our black that business turns, of that the actually week. turns me vegetarian go visit v eats thanks pat <laughs> now it is time for who the fuck this is why I was actually Jugar. scared. Because of the way Rafa said it. <laughs> go, Pat. Go, Pat. Go. Okay, so first off, because, you know, I work in a library, I'm going to highlight a book I've been reading that I've been telling Eva and others to read. It is called Your Healing is Killing Me by uh, Virginia Gris. I'm just going to read a little excerpt of it so you can kind of get an idea of what it is. Um, Your Healing is Killing Me is a manifesto for bodies in struggle, under attack, and the targets of structural violence. For Greece, our contemporary turn to healing as a primary response to the structural inequalities of white supremacy look overlooks the ways healing has been reinvented through capitalist discourses of personal wellness. Um, discourses that in turn makes us fit to tolerate structure, structural violence rather than defeat it. So um, what she's doing is she's replacing um, individual self-care with a collective self-defense. So she, Chairman Mao's four-minute physical fitness plan to walk, reach, punch, present, the bow, kick, the door, side stretch, toe truck, and touch the heaven. So it has like exercises, but a with a lot it, of things. But within it, she does like poetry and excerpts. And it's, that, your nephew? it's actually really or cool. She has like the exercises throughout the book to try. Hi-ya. And they have, what is wrong with you? Like even one of the parts that she says is processed food is killing me. Oranges, carrots, and the chile are killing me. Monsanto is killing me. Um, rising rents are killing me, not being paid on time, and checks that arrive late in the mail are killing me. BPA, plastics, and toxic receipts are killing me. White supremacy is killing me. White liberals are killing me. Okay, Pat. Damn, Are my you heart. a poet? Are you um, a slam poet? But it is like a poetry. She's actually Hi-ya. in theater, and she that? toured and is from San Antonio. San Antonio. Um, I'd highly recommend to check it out. Really like this book. Um, and then I wanted to highlight Reina Tropical because I'm really excited to see them at South By. They're, they originally met at a Red Bull Academy thing, like a music academy. One's a producer and one um, writes a She, Sh- she Shreds magazine. It's a what? F- 
It's like an online magazine called She Shreds. Oh, She Shreds. Um, it's Faber, Faber, Fabi yeah, Reina. Slow down. And just, slow we, got down. T- we got time. Breathe me hot. We got time, I'm homie. scared. I'm always fresh. <laughs> no need um, to rush. We're giving you time. This is your moment, baby. They <laughs> love you on who the fuck you got. Okay? We want to soak um, in so, your glory. Um, Fabi Reina and Sumo Hair are the ones that are making up. Reina Tropical, um, they originally, like I said, met at the Red Bull Music Academy, and then they started recording music together, so one's a producer, and then Fabi Reina has the um, She Shreds magazine, so she highlights like females in music, and it's really cool, so I'm really excited that they're coming to South By, Balloon's coming back, so I'm hoping oh, nice. to get to see them now, because I didn't get to see them last year. So yeah, I wanted to highlight Reina Tropical <clears throat> and um, Your Healing is Killing Me by Virginia Grease. Yay, thanks. Cool. Whew. I'll slow down next time. <laughs> yeah, get, take your time. I get so excited and nervous. Ooh. Wow. Ding me one more time. <gasps> baby, hit me one more time. Rafa. I was say hit me baby one Who more time. The okay, fuck I wanted to talk a little bit about what I was been listening to, so I'm going to go ahead and go with a throwback. <laughs> I hate there, you. What? <laughs> what I've been listening to? What I've been listening on, to. Stanley. Um, I will say that I started the Sam Cooke documentary on Netflix. Oh my god, I need to watch. She watched it too. I only, it made me cry. I watched like the first five, ten minutes of it, and so uh, I was all I. I almost showed up late to the recording, so I started that. Uh, it's really cool. I can't. I'm literally gonna watch it when I get home if I don't fall asleep. Um, but I've Grandpa. been listening to. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of like old hip hop stuff, and I remember in high school when the Dead Prez album "Let's Get Free" came out. And the song They Schools came on my shuffle. So then I started listening to the whole album. Some of the stuff I don't 100% Can agree you with. Can slow down also? Oh my God. I'm sorry. I just got so excited. So I was going to say. I hate both of you. I get nervous. I'm I know, sorry. I know. But he was doing so good. And I couldn't tell if he was real or faking it anymore. Okay. Oh, sorry. Dead Prez. Yeah. The al- so the, the song did come up on my shuffle. And the song's really dope. And it always makes me angry. Because I listen to it and then it makes me like think of the things that are happening and it makes me reflect like when I first heard the music and although I feel like we've come a long way since I first heard it, which was like what, 15, 20 years ago, there's still things that are relevant today. And so then I started going down this rabbit hole of like, you know, revolutionary rap music. Mm. Um, So the Dead Prez Let's Get Free album, I was listening to a lot of the Immortal Technique stuff uh, and just went down that rabbit hole of fuck the system, fight the power. Nice. Rap stuff. And you didn't listen to Rage Against the Machine? Duh. He listens to that to go to sleep. His yeah. mom sings it at night. Renegades Funk. <laughs> just picture your mom uh, saying Deep that. cuts only. Mom, do better. Listening to <laughs> Zach De La Rocha when he was with Inside Out before Rage Against the Machine. Dang. Like the Thank movie you. with Mindy Kaling. Yes, exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for sharing who the fuck you have. You, uh, what is that? Who the fuck you have? What was yours? Oh. <laughs> trying to skip. <laughs> trying to skip out. Um, what? And that does it for Decolores Radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, bye. I'm so excited. I'm sorry. Um, My who you got. Honestly, truly, I've been listening to a lot of fucking Rico Nasty again, which can probably tell you where my mood is. Um. She makes me feel good in the morning. I was also listening to a lot of 21 Savage because I wanted to make sure he was still getting coin in his bank account. Um, I'm fortunately thought the Anna's also in my head. 
Blueface. I'm not a big Blueface fan. The song itself is a mess, but y'all that chorus. My, y'all help y'all somebody out there. Y'all can't teach my man's how to sea walk for real. <laughs> y'all can't. Y'all couldn't sit him down for like a two hour Stop. workshop. Just like, hey, bro, hit Jesus. hit it like this. Oh Lord. Um, lots of Tierra <clears throat> whack. Lots of very Steve Lacey esque feelings and no names. And I think I said that last time already. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm listening to. And I haven't been watching that much cause I've been very busy, but hopefully, Oh, I did watch killer Mike's trigger warning, which surprised me and was actually pretty good. Word. Did you watch it? I did not. You I've should had check very it out. little time. Oh, okay. Sorry. What? <laughs> I've had little time. You... Oh, you have, you watched it? No, I've had little time also. Oh, okay. <laughs> You watched this other little documentary. But I whatever. watched like five minutes of it. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for sharing who the fuck I have. That wraps it up for us here at The Colores Radio. Don't forget to share the podcast. You can now find us on Spotify. Us. <laughs> so you, the thing. You can now find us on Spotify. Spotify. Well, sweetie. Um. When you go to Spotify, if you type in The Colores Radio, we also have like playlists that we created um, and we need to update those because they're actually pretty good and we have followers on that. But if you want to find the podcast, you have to type it in and then look for the podcast. So just a little warning there. We should see if we can merge the two because that would be really dope. It would. Um, Follow us on social media, subscribe and leave us a darn review, like go to Apple Podcasts and write us five star reviews. Or... Or <laughs> you can be like homeboy, which I won't say your full name, but you put your full name. You you okay? So I don't have a problem with it, right? I love criticism. Same, I love criticism, like constructive. Yes, not when you sound like a hating ass bitch and say I'm not a hating ass and bitch. say I'm not a hater, but. It's terrible. Yeah. First bad review we ever got. Yeah. I'm fine with it. It gives me, my haters make me famous, yeah. right? Like that's the vibe I go with. We got one. So we're You're trying motivating to get, us. We're trying to get to two. So if you. Uh, Out of 90 <laughs> reviews, we have one hater. Yeah. And I think that's not bad. Yeah. Although if you want to give us criticism, please yeah. be constructive. Hit those DMs. Let us know what it is. We want Hit to get better. For real. We, are, we are very, we are still doing this the way we first started. For like, real, bro. So like, um, bear with us. This is all part of what makes the podcast world beautiful because everybody does it to the best of their ability. I know what he's doing. With the access they have. What? He's getting shine for him. Well, we didn't say your name or your at. Okay. So no People shine. are going to find him. He's going to reach out. <laughs> We're going to do a solo exhibition Stop. of his artwork. Oh, my God. And he's going to be like the next Basquiat I'm watch. dead. Oh, my Boom. God. Basquiat You're was welcome. more brilliant than that. But <laughs> anyways, feel free to go leave us a review. I'd like to get a, to 100 reviews before my birthday. My birthday's on March 7th. So get to work, babies. We don't make y'all pay for this. It's the least you can do. Go write a review or rate us however you feel, preferably not one star. Um <laughs> But we'd love to keep growing, so please share it with everyone you know. Um, I can't stress that enough. We are at episode 50, and that is so beautiful and mind-blowing to me that, like, we're still growing every freaking day. (laughs) And it's just really cool because we've created this thing, and, like, whether it's just a local thing or a national thing or whatever it becomes and grows to be, like, we hope it does, the fact that, like, we're doing this and it means something to you means everything to me 
And so we just thank you for your love and support. And and as always, please hit us up. Let us know what we can do for you because this is as much a platform for you as it is for us. Probably more so for y'all. Um, come to our events. We want to see you there. Tell everyone you love to follow us at The Colores Co. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arreguin, Rafa at Exile. And Pat at pat.aragin. Our theme song is Cumbia Anthem by El Dusty. Our audio editor is Rafael Tamayo. We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Contact us on social media or email us at thecolorescollective at gmail.com. Thank you so much again for being with us and join us again next time for The Colores Radio. 50 more. Woo. Yo. De 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 Colores Radio. De 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 Colores Radio.